Hello and welcome. Today we're going to be discussing our new joint product on measuring FX vol sensitivity against levels of news flow around macro risk. I'm joined by my colleague Ladislav Jankovic and he's going to give us a, a quick overview of the product in a little bit. The big data and AI strategies team have been training embedding or embedded language models in financial context for quite a while now and our product is called Smart Tag. We've used it to create a taxonomy for macroeconomic risk and categories. And in that taxonomy, we include all the terms that might belong to each of those uh, categories. So for example, inflation, recession, commodity prices, and so on. We have 28 of them in all. We originally used this taxonomy to measure the sensitivity of the daily VIX against news flow and tone. And then by regressing the change in flow volume and tone through time, we can measure the various betas of the different news categories on the VIX. So we compare these rolling betas to see what seems to be moving the VIX needle the most. And finally, we can then apply all of the macro risk news betas on today's data to create our inferred VIX, which is just from news flow. We publish a regular macro risk news report, or Mariner for short, and more recently, I've collaborated with LAD to do the same on FX Vol with some really interesting results. So I want to hand it over to LAD now to talk about some of the nuances in, in applying Mariner to the VXY. Thanks, LAD. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Yeah, so traditional approach in a way like how we could use the um, like some of the other techno techniques to, to do the FX Vols, we would uh, look at the benchmark FX Vols such as VXY, um, we'll take uh, macro variables such as growth, standard deviation of uh, global PMIs, dispersions of the expectations for unemployment, inflation, GDP, things that you know usually come to mind. And then we'll run simple regression and uh, get the numbers and basically try to figure out like where we stand on the actual FX volatility versus that uh, model one. Well, this new approach is a little bit different. It kind of taps into, um, in a way, like alternative signals. So on one side, before we used to have time series, hard numbers. Here we have news, sentiment around different themes. On one side, before we had uncertainty around the expectations. Here we have magnitude and tone of the concern around the theme and news. So definitely there is like some, some difference between, between the two approaches. And uh, when we look at the 2022, it's been very uh, volatile year in FX. And from everything that we see so far in 2023, data releases, central bank meetings, it's again um, showing as pretty relevant in 2023. So we are trying to capture those kind of themes now with this new uh, framework. And uh, as, man as Rob mentioned, we're kind of doing some of the uh, looking for the betas, for rolling betas to define those key drivers. Once we know those key drivers, we are hoping that we can extract some extra information potentially give early warning. Exactly. So actually, Lad, that brings me to a question. So we, we both know that markets have been quite on edge uh, uh, recently. Um, firstly, about the upcoming US payrolls this week. Secondly, uh, US inflation data next week. And uh, we see a bit of the risk premium being priced into the FX options markets uh, for, for both data releases. Um, how would you how would you say or how would you think about that in terms of its alignment with what you're seeing in Mariner in in this product in this new release new product that we have? Are investors shifting? Are they increasingly concerned, or is there any sort of um, something falling off the radar, perhaps? Yeah, so um, I'm on the 28 categories that we monitor that Tiro mentioned earlier. 
the NLP framework finds inflation to be really the hard number one driver. And it's been focused throughout 2022. So it's really not coming as a surprise here. Now, one thing that uh, is kind of important to, to remember is that um, there's basically two axes of potential influence in the framework. One is in change in the count or volume. And we capture it through the form of the Z-score, six months uh, uh, rolling Z-score. Or um, the other axis is anxiety index. So basically trying to measure the tone or sentiment um, of the text that's around the uh, information that we are trying to capture. And inflation's being steadily a negative concern. So not changing the sentiment there, but when we look at the ups and downs in the count, we have been um, seeing quite a bit of degree of uh, correlation with the, with the underlying uh, FX volatility. And that's the axis where the, for example, inflation really comes as very important. Some other categories that show up as notable in the, in the framework are like commodity prices. They're right now, uh, the count for those is uh, somewhat low, 1 point sigma below like six months. Um, average market concerns, which we capture through two categories. One is market shocks. The other one is financial crisis category. Again, about 1.8 sigma below the six months average. So definitely it's kind of hitting the different different type of things within the framework. Um, but then there are some surprises. For example, central banks, uh, they enter as, a, uh, as in the framework through the news sentiment axis. Um, and that that's kind of makes sense. Uh, but then uh, overall score for that one is not lower than, for example, inflation and commodity prices. And then again, in unemployment, which you mentioned um, in, in your question, is basically one category which doesn't seem to be very relevant at, the, at this point. It's certainly definitely looking at the, uh, in fact, looking at the um, the results that we've got from the from the last publication and the last framework run, it, it seems that the framework tends to be, you know, quite binary. Um, perhaps, you know, we could say that the focus is rather narrow at the moment around just a, a few issues. Uh, so you said that the approach helps us understand FX well better. Um, but looking at these results and 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 looking at the um, the narrowness and and the focus at the moment, how, how can we um, how can we do that? Yeah, I, I mean, in a way, that's uh, that narrow focus seems to be a little bit different that we we'll forget from the other inf informations that from like bull markets and so, which potentially is a pretty big value because it's kind of really narrowly kind of singling out some of the some of the drivers. And as as we as we talked earlier. Um, once we find those, those key drivers, once we find the betas um, um, that these drivers behave versus DBXY, in that case, we're kind of in good position to try to actually start to extract the fair value for the BXY. And we see pretty good correlation between what we call inferred BXY versus the, uh, versus the actual BXY. There was a little bit of the R squared dip uh, around the holidays, and we think that's kind of normal because things kind of that in that short uh, period of time kind of diverge the point that VXY has some seasonality and the news flow is a little bit different during the during the holidays. But then we see that it recovered again to about 0.6, which is uh, which is very, very good. Um, but back to the inferred VXY. Essentially now when we kind of run the numbers, we see that uh, the inferred VXY suggests that uh, the fair value is about 0.5 to 1 ballpoint above the actual VXY. And again, to us, that makes sense that uh, the expectation from the model is that uh, FX volatility should be a little bit firmer because we see that there's quite a bit of the gamma noise uh, around all of the data releases as we've seen uh, this week and Powell's speech yesterday 
Um, and then on the other hand, VXY is under 10, which is a little bit on the on the low side. When you look at it, it's kind of almost near the low um, in the last nine months if we exclude those periods of the of the holidays. So definitely, we think that the uh, the fair value that we extract from this inferred VXY does make a lot of sense, and we could see some firming on the on the actual actual VXY. So we hope this gave you a solid background. I would uh, wrap up with this. Um, I think this new framework is uh, provides a little bit of orthogonal type of insight in FX volatility, and uh, I hope you would find it uh, useful over time as we kind of talk more about it and uh, as we expand it. I've been Lisa Jankovic and my guest, Rob Smith. Thank you for listening for the podcast and have a good day. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to Jeff Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023, JP Morgan, Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on March 8, 2023.